Now you should listen to this because this concerns you. This is about an uh, evil genius in love. Evil genius mind. It woke me up from my sleep and I don't like it. No, you're an evil genius is what you are. If this works, you're, you're some kind of a, a evil genius. Honest to God. Hello and welcome to the Evil Genius Chronicles. I am your little podcast buddy, Dave Slusher. Welcome to this show. The show is being recorded for June 19th, 2022, the hottest balls day. But first to business, the show is not kid safe, not work safe, not anything safe. Honestly, let's be clear about that. Creative Commons licensed, non-commercial attribution 4.0, unported. Theme music is by the late great band, The Gentle Readers, at gentlereaders.com. Bandwidth is provided via Cashfly under the kind auspices of the goons at Backbeat Media. I do not speak for my day job. My day job is quite kind and generous and giving, but I am, and I speak for them publicly in some contexts, but this, my pals, my friends, is not that context. So I am not doing it right now. This is an experiment. Let's welcome aboard a kid named Luke who is trying to be my editor. Let's see. All I can say, Luke, is good luck. Welcome to it. All right. Let us get to a song. As Since I sort of sadness quit the Performance Anxiety podcast, you're going to hear a lot more Irish and Celtic music because that's one of the few sources for new music. That and kid playing it to me. But I heard this song. I was unfamiliar with it. I didn't even know this song was a cover. I heard this version on an episode that I listened to. I listened to that episode when I was writing stuff at the day job. I was generating new content. And I can't write fresh prose listening to podcasts, but I can do it listening to unfamiliar music. I also can't do it listening to music that I know the lyrics to because I'm kind of singing along in my head. So it has to be unfamiliar music. And I'm listening to this, and this one jumped out at me. I had no idea the song was a cover. Apparently, this is a cover, and I'm blanking on the name of the band. Is it Great Big C, which is like the Bon Jovi of Newfoundland or <laughs> something like that? Or maybe they're the OK Go of Newfoundland. I'm not exactly sure. But I listened to the original. I actually didn't much care for the original. I like this cover way better, partly because the ladies who sing in it, they both sound kind of like Amy Mann. It sounds like two Amy Manns harmonizing on this. But anyway, this version is by a band called Skeleton McKee, which is pretty funny. And I believe, again, I'm talking out of my butthole, but I believe that they are a Celtic band from Texas somewhere. And this is the song, When I'm Up, I Can't Get Down. When I'm up, I can't get down, can't get down, can't get level. When I'm up, I can't get down, get my feet back on the ground. When I'm up, I can't get down, can't get down, can't get level. When I'm up, I can't get down. Get my feet back on the ground. Exaltations, sweet disintegrations, few discolorations, and it comes along. Up is what he chooses, the 
That was Skeleton McKee from the album Edinburgh Underground with When I'm Up, I Can't Get Down. That song puts me in a good mood. And you know what else puts me in a good mood? It's thinking about these people. They are some people that we consider the patrons. And then we have this part that we call the reading of the patrons. That's something that's making my day uh, worse. But first, these people make my day better. Derek Coward. Adam Rittenauer, Ken Kennedy, Paul Fisher, Arhuli, Robert Harvey, Paul Smith, Andrew Heron, Grant Bachoko, Nutty Nukchas, Tony Ewing, Craig Stepp, Steve Holden, Shannon Nelson, Charlotte Kennedy, Leah the Enigmagic, Angela Lee, Chuck Tomasi, Stuart Maxwell, John Richardson, Michael Butler, Bruce Lerner, Eric Peterson, Skeeter Murphy, Chiaki Hinohara, Robert Gibson, 
Len Edgerly, Melissa A. Bartell, Andrew Howe, Michael Street, Neil Forker, Daiko, Kevin Freedy, Brian Springer, Tim Shaw, Rob Usden, Wayne Pittenger, Brian Jones, and last but not least, Joe Pollock. Thank you, one and all, for being so generous. You too can be on this list if you go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash EGC Patreon. Why a bit.ly link? I don't know. I don't remember why I did that instead of just a Patreon link. It's probably exactly as difficult to say. But anyway, again, if you want to be a patron, bit.ly, bit.ly slash EGC Patreon. Thank you for your support. All right. So before we talk about anything else, let me get this burr under my saddle out of the way. I mentioned on a previous show how I upgraded to Pop OS 22.04. So it's basically tracks with the Ubuntu release. And I guess Ubuntu did this too. And I got Pipewire. So I went from Pulse Audio to Pipewire, which is, I guess, fine but different. And I kind of did my woes. And it upgraded the version. Like Pipewire libraries have changed a couple of times. And they just changed. And I just restarted. I said, maybe this will get to where it fixes it. And I talked about QP Graph that lets me drag things. Nice little thing. It says, okay, here's your audio sources. It looks very much like on the Mac. I used to do the same thing with Audio Hijack Pro, which is to say, here's an audio source and take it from here to here. And we're going to give it a little logical thing. And the whole end goal here is to get a mix minus, which is I want everything being recorded by Audacity and I want everything but my voice going to my headphones. That's the goal here. And so I had that working with Pulse Audio and then Lib Pipewire comes in and I got this little graphical tool. Fine. VLC is the offender here. And I pop up VLC and I drag the little line so that it's going to my media playback logical thing, which goes to both the headphones and also to Audacity. Fine. Great. And then every time it stops, it disappears. And when it comes back up, it goes straight to my headphones, <laughs> not being recorded. So only if I keep it paused, drag the lines, it's like, you son of a bitch. I was like, I'm so mad about this. I kind of want to see if I can take this back from Pipewire. There's a way to do it. I don't know if it's harder than just dealing with this thing. I don't know if this will get fixed, but... Boy, I left a little salty comment on the Pop OS support forum. I was a little worked up. I might not even stand by it if I go back and look. The temperature might be a little higher than strictly necessary, but whew, I was I was worked up. And it still makes it a drag. I am recording this in the morning before work starts because someone in my house, I had somebody walk into my house and give me a lecture. And the lecture, I guess I should keep it anonymous who gave me this lecture. But the lecture went like this. Dad... <laughs> If you want listeners, you have to regularly post content to them. Otherwise, you're not going to reward your subscribers for your loyalty. <laughs> so I'm not saying who said it, but they said, Dad, get off your ass and record a show. So we'll see. I thought that was a little funny to get called out on the carpet by this anonymous correspondent <laughs> who's telling me I'm not putting out content at a regular enough clip, and it's going to really hurt my subscriber numbers. I'm not demeaning this effort because, frankly, I could use somebody with a <laughs> somebody on the team with a head for that. So this person, this anonymous person, may become my producer. We shall see. When I hear uh, Mer Lafferty talk about Numbers Ninja doing the stuff, I don't know that it's a secret who Numbers Ninja is. Mer and Jim Van Verth and Numbers and possibly an anonymous correspondent and I had uh, Raman about this time last year. <laughs> so I could use a Numbers Ninja myself in-house. But anyway, Pipewire, it may be the greatest thing ever, but it is making my days bummed. Now, often I, I have no particular 
good reason why I go without doing a show. Softball is consuming the month of June around here. The kids, the 10 and under all-star girls team, went and played this invitational tournament. I don't even think it's an invitational. I think it's just a show up. But it's like a fundraiser for this local team's rec program. It happens immediately after the season. I want to say the tournament was like the day after school ended. (laughs) So, And it's always a little bit of a drag. And it's like 45 minutes away. And it's always hot. And so we went out. And that was where the kids kind of got their, I won't say their asses handed to them. There was a team, a local team that beat them twice last year. And that was kind of when they solidified and became the team that they are. Well, this year, the kids went out and won that thing pretty handily. There was a, They lost one game in – it's really an asterisk because it was kind of on a dispute about pitching footwork. And then in a fit of rage, our coach t- took the main pitcher out just to make a point, put in kids who had never pitched. He said, I don't want anybody who's ever pitched to get on this mound. <laughs> so and then we lost that game, not even by that much. But other than that – through the entire rest of the postseason, these kids have been just crushing the opposition. In the district playoffs, they played the minimum number of games. They just went through the winner's bracket and won everything and then, you know, obviously won the championship. They would have had to gotten beat twice. And they were facing a team that they had beaten 13 to nothing as the first game. And apparently they had been saving their secret weapon from that first game. The second game was the toughest opposition that we had faced in the postseason. And we beat them seven to nothing. <laughs> the pitcher threw a perfect game, and it was the only game, minus the asterisk game, the only game that went the full five innings in the postseason. <laughs> so th- these kids are pretty, pretty solid. So in two weeks, we will be in North Augusta, South Carolina at the state tournament, which is great because my brother's family lives in the Augusta area. So we've got built in a cheering section. And I believe that my niece is even coming from Atlanta to cheer on the cousin. So fantastic. But it's a very, very, very softball month here in, <laughs> here in the house and here in our circle. I have said before how I have this tendency to never unsubscribe from shows. Like if a show pod fades or just goes dormant, probably 100 of the shows in my list have not had an episode in, let's say, four years or more. And I generally, unless there's some sort of problem, I just leave them. Because one of my great pleasures in life is to have a long dormant show spring back to life. And this one is not long dormant, but I had subscribed to It's a Pixies podcast, which was basically an audio documentary. It would be kind of like those series you would hear on NPR, like the making of an album type thing or behind the scenes in the studio type thing. And it was, you know, maybe like a dozen, maybe half an hour, 40 minute episodes, just about the making of the current album. And, you know, that was a few years ago. And like always, I don't unsubscribe. I just leave it in there. And then I had heard a notice about how there was a new Pixies album dropping real soon. I think maybe it has already dropped. I had heard the single, that Human Crime song, came out a while ago, like six months ago. And I want to say, when I saw some notice to there being a new Pixies album, and then seeing a new episode of the It's a Pixies podcast, was like an hour. (laughs) Like, once I oh, there's a new Pixies album. Interesting. Boom. New episode of the podcast. I'm like, huh. Well, that's pretty cool. I sort of like that. Okay. By the way, the Evil Genius Chronicles Discord, go to the show notes at evilgeniuschronicles.org. You will find a link to the Discord. It is open to everyone. Any listener who wants to can join the Discord. No longer a Patreon thing. The patrons decided 
that everyone is welcome. I basically deferred the decision to them, and they said, hey, man, the more the merrier. So they're all welcome. So uh, on that Discord, there's a lot of Obsidian talk. And we have Bruce Lerner on the Discord pointed me to, I forget what it is. It was the Linking Your Thinking Conference kind of thing. And I have seen this guy's YouTube videos, and it's personal knowledge management stuff. Pretty heavily Obsidian, but I believe he also sometimes will talk about other tools. One of the sessions was this lady named Leah Ferguson, who is talking about the way she uses daily notes. And there's a special thing in Obsidian called Daily Note. And in fact, you can click it and it'll bring up today's Daily Note, you know, like with today's date. And I had been using that for my journal just for sheer laziness because I would click it and it would be there. But what Leah pointed out is that you can get a lot more bang for your buck if you use that for basically your placeholder for a lot of stuff. And Leah does a lot of things. And I asked her on the Obsidian Discord for her template that she uses. And I never did get a response. But one of the things that Leah does is logs all media consumption, all reading, watching, and all listening. And I have not gotten completely well, certainly I'm not automated. Like the TV watching and you know, book reading and comic reading is completely manual. I just have to write it down. What I have figured out is there is a kind of a goofy hack to get from podcast addict to obsidian which is Podcast Addict will let you basically share something. It will let you share an episode of a podcast. So if I go to my playback history, I can say, okay, you know, for June 15th, 2022, I will go through each play in there one by one and share it. And I will share it to Obsidian when I have that, the June 15th daily note as the current note. So it's not the most smooth or streamlined thing. It's kind of a little bit of a drag and involves clicking some buttons like 20 times. But it does the job. And then I had to write a regular expression to take the podcast addict share and then like reformat it for Obsidian. So this is some nerd shit here. This is not plug and play. And what I'd really like is for it to be automatic. I looked for ways that I could automate it. And then maybe I could with some external tool. I actually downloaded the automated Android app to see if I could do something like that. But although it has podcast addict controls, Things like, you know, you can change the playback speed and stop and start and things like that. It doesn't have a hook in there to say, a play has finished, here's an event. And it also does not have a hook to do the share thing. I can't do what I want with that. So for now, what I do is just part of my morning routine is I go to yesterday's plays and just share them all. And then once I've done all that, I have to go through with the regular expression and clean them up. It's just not as sexy. (laughs) It's not as nerdy sexy as just having them show up. At this point... I don't know if there's any real value in doing this. It's kind of a, I'm spending, I don't know, five minutes a day. I spent probably too long. I probably spent an hour or two setting up the system to do this. Um, At this point, it is what we used to joke about in grad school as a write-only database. (laughs) I'm I'm putting this stuff in there. I'm never actually looking at it other than occasionally I have a podcast log. I have a page that just shows me like the last seven days of what I've looked at. I suppose I can do some statistics and I could do something with it. For now, I don't know. And I realized, like, I watched some stuff last night. I, I, I watched a TV show last night. I forgot to write it down. What I'd really like is a tracked TV type integration where I can have it automatically log to Obsidian, which seems possible, but I ain't going to fart with it right now. So I'm not done talking about Obsidian, but let me just put a pin in Obsidian and quickly say what I'm uh, watching, which was we watched episode two of the Ms. Marvel TV show on 
Disney Plus. Now, here's the funny thing. Is, so, Moon Knight just finished. And Moon Knight is a character I cared about. I've been reading this since I was a little kid. What, the late 70s, early 80s when I was a teenager? You know, I was 13 in 1980. And the golden age of anything is 13. And the Moon Knight series started in 1980. So, you know, you can connect those dots. I don't even care enough about that Moon Knight TV show to hate it. I'm just saddened by it. I'm just disappointed by it. <laughs> it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't. Ms. Marvel is a character I've read a little bit about. I've played her with my kid in the Lego Avengers game, but I haven't really, I don't know much about it. I've read very little comics of it, although we buy some of the comics because the kid reads the comics. Not one of my core characters. This TV show is fantastic. I love this TV show. It is so good in all the ways that Moon Knight was not so good. And I care very much, and it's like stylish, and it's funny, and it's cool and I care about the characters and you know, the character is interested in being in the show, (laughs) you know? So I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. But anyway, to get back to Obsidian, as I was doing all this daily note stuff and really, you know, I'm, I'm kind of facing the question that I'm talking to you about, which is why am I doing this? Is there value in this? Should I keep doing this? Does it matter if I do this or don't do it? Like, Does anything change if I don't do this? It gets you into a little bit of a larger question. And it's a question I've been struggling with for, I don't know, a decade at this point, which is how much of my life am I managing on this, on some form of digital platform, on some form of paper versus just not managing it? (laughs) Back a long time ago when I did the hipster PDA, which was effectively like a GTD system that was a binder clip of a stack of three by five cards that came out of the Merlin man think tank of weird ideas. I was doing that partly because I had failed at doing to do's in so many electronic forms. And I thought, let me do something entirely opposite of everything I've tried (laughs) and see if that works. And this is, you know, I've said this many times on the show is I've realized that there there is only one factor in common with every one of my failed efforts to manage my tasks, my daily tasks. And that is me. It is clearly I am the weak point. And doing the things is, it's good to not completely lose things off of your to-do list so that you realize, oh shit, I didn't pay that thing. Which is, as I've said, it's embarrassing to pay your bills late when you have the money and you just lost the bill and forgot about the bill. That's not a great way to live life. So I don't want to lose things off the list. But in general, the biggest problem I face is just doing the things on the list. (laughs) It's like (laughs) buckling down and just fucking doing the things on the list. (laughs) There's no amount of Evernote or Todoist or anything that will ever change that part. It's just the doing of the things on the list. So that said, I'm looking at Obsidian people and some of those people, besides using it for a ubiquitous capture and personal knowledge management and all the interlinking and all the indexing and all the effectively ways to Capture the bits of your life and then put it together in a way either that you synthesize new insights, that you synthesize new value, that you can capture and reclaim information. God knows how many times this happens even at the new day job, which is I know I know how to do this Python thing. I know somebody has told me how to do this thing and I need to do it and I can't, (laughs) I don't want to have to figure it back out from scratch. Where was it written down? Was it in Slack? Just even just like having a note in Obsidian where you save the snippets and commands of things that you can't remember how to do. How do I supposed to do this? Git is a daily part of the tool chain. And boy, it's better than the subversion I used to use 15 years ago. But 
it ain't perfect. It's a different circle of hell, but it's still a circle of hell. <laughs> it's a better circle of hell, but that doesn't mean it's not a circle of hell. Let's put it that way. So all these things, that's what people are using Obsidian for. And they also seem to be successfully using it for task management. It certainly has a task type. It has a way to aggregate it. One of the things I like, one of the things my old partner Josh Narius liked best about it is you can take your meeting notes and at the bottom, you can put a task in your meeting note. And then you can just say, uh, give me an overview to show me all tasks from all notes in my all meeting notes, or even say all meeting notes in the last month, or all open tasks, or whatever. You can essentially give you kind of a query language to look at this. And it feels like there's value to that. And it feels like it would be a path to getting my shit together. And it feels like it would be good. And I just, I don't know that I'm going to do any of it. The thing that I'm kind of doing now and is the just the disposable three by five card. And I kind of write down the important things just so that I don't forget them in the next couple of days. And then I throw the card away and I start a new one. I don't know if things will be improved in Obsidian if I get more together. Couple this with the erasable podcast and my fascination with that. The kid and I went shopping at Office Depot the other day just because we wanted to look at stationary supplies. The kid has inherited my love of just stuff. When I was a little kid, I used to play office in the basement. I was destined to become a white collar worker. And, you know, so all this pencil stuff, I've got several new notebooks, paper notebooks. Evo gave me one at Podcast Movement. I bought one for Pride Month. And I just have these paper notebooks I don't do that much stuff with. So now the question is, and I also have those rocket books that lets you digitize, the reusable books that let you digitize and send the things there. How do I use all these things? Do I use a paper notebook? Do I use a rocket book? Do I use only on digital representations? Do I write in the rocket book and then transfer it to the digital? Do I whatever? I mean, I have a phone. I could just take a picture of pages of things I want to keep. What do I do? What do I do? Do I keep a notebook in my pocket for writing and a pencil for writing down little things? I have a collection of stolen golf pencils. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could easily have a golf pencil and uh, a very small notebook in my pocket at all time, especially here in cargo shorts weather. I don't know. I just don't know. This is, again, feedback, man. Dave at evilgeniuschronicles.org, the Discord, any of the mechanisms. Are you doing something in your life that you're finding really successful? I'm 40 years into this, and I'm still struggling <laughs> with this. <laughs> and also, the other thing is, you know, I want to f- resist my urge to spend all my time in the system and none of the time doing the stuff. I want to be taking the notes and doing the tasks, not grooming the system and uh, maintaining the system. So help me. Help me, Obi-Wan, if you can. With that, we're going to take a break. I'm going to drink this fine, probably room temperature coffee. Pipewire, man. <laughs> Pipewire threw a lot of shit in my game. Oh, it's warmer than room temperature. It might be 82 degrees. Oh, that's great. And now a message from the following sponsor. All they want is love. Everyone else wants their fortune. Based on history, rediscover the Great Depression through a set of actual heirs and heiresses as they fight off fortune hunters, greedy relatives, envious rivals, and scandals. Would you be able to spot and resist a fake in your midst? How far would you go to gain a fortune? These interweaving stories reconnect the past and reveal new connections. Subjects include the Titanic, King Tut's Tomb, American Dollar Princesses, debutante balls, royal paramours, 
Ponzi schemes, sweetheart scams, love triangles, bank failures, suicide, and so much more. The historical series As the Money Burns by Nikki Woodard is available at all podcast directories and the website asthemoneyburns.com. Okay, well, not really a sponsor per se, but there you go. I have, as I said, I met Nikki at Podcast Movement, was interested in the premise, like the elevator pitch, so did what an elevator pitch is supposed to do, and I subscribed. I have now listened to the entire backlog. Like, it was the show I was listening to. When I was listening to the backlog, I was in one of those and one different one and one of those, and I've listened to every show. And now I'm just anxiously awaiting new ones. Here's how dumb I am. I live in one of the Carolinas. I know there's a company named Duke Energy. I know there's a Duke University. I somehow had never really put it together that that there was a Duke family that maybe was behind all of this. And also, I believe the original source of the money was a tobacco. And that at one point, there was a lady named Doris Duke, who I'm pretty sure I have heard like the Doris Duke Foundation supporting things, who was the richest girl in the world at one point. And so at some point, I had missed all this. And so hearing these stories is just... Uh, fascinating to me. I actually really enjoy it. So I highly recommend As the Money Burns. Knowing as I do that this puts my neck on the chopping block. I said that, you know, I kind of got out of the whole Brushwood train because of their pumping of the world's greatest con. I don't like that show. I actively dislike it. And it wasn't merely. So it's one thing that I like to show and I'm suggested, but if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But you probably will. I, I, I would, the smart money bets that you'll like it. But when like Brushwood and Justin Robert Young just incessantly talk about how they've never done anything as good as this show. And then you don't like the show. I guess maybe I don't like your stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I should just get off the train. In this almost 18 years of podcasting, I probably give people more jumping off points than jumping on points. I don't know. I just don't. I don't put a lot of thought into the podcast a douchebaggery. But anyway, all that is a very, very long way of saying that I enjoy the show as the money burns. I have in a previous show talked about I got the company, the new company sponsored Headspace account. And I screwed it up and I tried to not beat myself up about Headspace, <laughs> messing up my Headspace account because it seems just opposite of the endeavor. <laughs> it should be mad about how you handled your Headspace account and get stressed over it. <laughs> it just seems kind of pointless. One of the things that when I do the Headspace and they have you do the scan down and you start at the top of your head and you just think about every part of your body. And it's kind of weird. It actually feels weird when you do this is that you can sit like right now. You can pause, take one second and just think about how the very bottom of your feet feel. Just focus on the bottom of your feet. And if you try that, you realize you can pick that part of your body out. And you realize, for one thing, I realize my feet hurt. Like if I just, even if I'm not standing, if I just sit about it, my feet feel like somebody has spent a lifetime standing on them. And, you know, so they have you do that. And I always kind of envision like a teleporter type thing. Where it's like, and this laser scan is going down my body. But, you know, I'm thinking about my shoulders, I'm thinking about my upper arms and my elbows, you know, all the way down. And what I try to do when I do that scan is, and when I come across a part of the body, if I'm thinking about it, I also notice that it's tensed up or not tensed up. And if it's tensed up, I try to try to just relax it. And I realize the same thing, I do the same thing when I'm falling asleep is I've now tried to pay attention. Am I grimacing right now? <laughs> maybe I should just relax my face. Maybe I maybe it makes it harder to fall asleep when you're like clenching your fists. 
<laughs> it's hard to fall asleep with clenched fists. Maybe I should just <laughs> relax a little. And as I was doing all this, I realized I don't have I don't I think it's not correct to say that I have a resting bitch face. I don't think that's correct. I think what I have is an active grimace face. Because because I can stop it by like the resting bitch face is kind of like the thing. It's like when you're putting no effort into it, it's like where your features settle. And that's not what I have by default. What I have is, is almost like a grimace. And that if I stop it, it changes. So that I'm actually putting effort into holding my face in this position. And when I do headspace, I usually realize as I'm scanning down my head, I realize, oh, yeah, I'm grimacing right now. I'm making this face right now. Just stop making that face for one second, would you? Would you please, kid? Could you, could you just stop? <laughs> it's like, what the hell, man? Why do I... Why am I walking around with a grimace? I even when I'm in a good mood, I feel like I'm grimacing at all times. I don't know where this came from. It's kind of like say when you're kind of a doughy man and you suck your gut in and at some point you realize, "Oh, I suck my gut in 24/7." If I'm awake, well maybe not 24/7, but if I'm awake and walking around, I'm just sucking my gut in. Whether I'm, I'm alone or around somebody, you just get used to it. And at some point, it's the way you leave, you, the way you live, and it's like affecting how you breathe. And it's like, why? Why am I doing any of this? Why is any of this happening? But it's just so ingrained. And so, actually, that's one of the one of the nice things about Headspace is it forces you to think about things you're not going to think about. And I honestly, I don't know if it makes me a calmer person or, you know, I don't know if it has the, the benefits, but at least for those 10 minutes, it is very interesting to you know just pay attention to your breathing or just pay attention to how your butt feels in the chair. And with your eyes closed, like, what breeze do you feel? What sounds can you hear? How does your body feel? And, you know, having that moment of mindfulness actually does seem to help. I don't know if I'm a more Zen person. Just I don't believe I'm walking around as a blissed out Zen person. Certainly having an 11 year old at the house means that I don't know if that means that my I have a slightly longer fuse. Certainly that fuse hits powder sometimes. It absolutely hits powder sometimes. Not as bad as the day when I was so mad at the child. The child had been fascinated with my old train track and set it up and had been running it around. And I got so mad because the child wasn't getting ready for school that I picked up a piece of that track and just broke it over my knee. Absolutely not my finest moment. In fact, I, like it was one of those sometimes when you're a parent and you lose your uh, mind and you just lose your cool and you yell and you do something and you threaten and you try just trying to just try. It's almost always trying to do the most mundane bullshit. Brush your teeth. Get the socks on. Leave the house. These are not <laughs> elevated milestones. This is just life. We're just trying to make life happen. And sometimes it's, kids just won't do it. And like, I always, like, every time I've ever blown my top, I feel bad. One second later, I was like, God damn it. Oh, shit. I did it. Ugh. And now it's kind of like every time I blow my top, doesn't matter what's going on beforehand. I am now the bad guy. The focus is on dad lost his cool, husband lost his cool, and now I'm the bad guy. <laughs> it's like, oh God. So if Headspace could keep me from it can keep the cork from popping out of the bottle, my company's money <laughs> that I never paid for. All right. Last uh topic and then we'll get out of here is Canny listeners to the show will know that we have a older gentleman in our life that we keep near, but not too near. 
<laughs> just the way you're supposed to do it. He was real near, and then we got this new house, and he's near-ish, but not super near. He's about eight minutes away, which is, seems about perfect, really. It's maybe better. Th- it's maybe better than when he was 30 seconds away. But this guy is my role model for having absolutely no sense of proportion. <laughs> and <laughs> what happens? That that basically being mad about, I don't know, being mad about foreclosure of your home, but let's say something of that severity, is exactly the same as how angry you get when you ask for three honey mustards and they give you two. <laughs> you know, that like we have one level, which is nuclear, and we don't have miffed, we don't have perturbed, we don't have anything else except just fucking balls out explosive. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on now. These are not, these cannot all be created equal. We can't be equally mad about everything here. <laughs> and so just that, that's the thing I'm trying to keep in my life is to this extent that it seems like I'm disengaged from some things. I am disengaged, right? I'm not following the news. There's all kinds of stuff that happens that like the minute to minute, what I want to know is I want to know the week to week and month to month news, but I do not want to know the minute to minute news. I don't give a shit what inflammatory thing Elon Musk said an hour ago. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what kind of inflammatory thing the previous president said. Whatever. I just don't care about that level. I do want to know about the things that end up affecting my life, but I don't want, I want the slow twitch. I don't want the fast twitch. And to that extent, I'm trying to, trying to so much. If I'm taking no action about it and it doesn't affect my life, I trying to just not know it. That's my default. I used to watch only the local news. And even that, like two thirds of that was just horseshit that I could not care less about. And any one of the classics of this program, if the news story, a local news story begins, it was a day like any other day. That news story will be bullshit. (laughs) It is ridiculous. No good news story starts with, it was a day like any other day for Joe Bob. That is the most hack cliched way to start anything. And it ain't going to get better from there. But I would watch the local news because I want to know what roads are going to be closed and what stores have closed and opened and stuff like that. The new Bojangles. They built a Bojangles beside a Bojangles here, <laughs> and which seemed funny. But now the old Bojangles is becoming a Starbucks, which once that thing opens, that's going to change my life for the better. Because the closest Starbucks is about 15 miles away through what can be serious traffic in tourist times. And so having one real close, in fact, from this uh, highway we live on, we can we can get there without ever getting on the main highway because there's a back road to it. So we can go from the highway and through a surface street and then just end up at the Starbucks. And they're building a new road behind all this whole thing. By the way, the ball field that the softball kids play on is like on this road. So it's all together, the ball field and the Chick-fil-A and the Starbucks. It, this may seem, for those of you who live cosmopolitan Big time lives. <laughs> this may seem like some petty shit, but I'm going to tell you in our life, the uh, second Bojangles opening beside the other Bojangles, which allows the first Bojangles to be a Starbucks and then building a road behind it. That is big stuff. <laughs> that is life altering stuff for me. For one thing, it will make me spend a lot less money on gas. As it is now, I don't get my morning Starbucks because I'm not taking kids to school past a Starbucks. So I ain't driving that far on a daily basis. So only when I have business towards the beach do I get one nowadays. And suddenly, I can have one every day. It wouldn't be that bad. Oh, 
So what I'm not spending in gas, I'm going to dump down Howard Schultz's uh, money hole. <laughs> I think I already have a title for the show, but Howard Schultz's money hole is not a bad title for the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, Luke. Again, good luck. And I'm in a surprisingly good mood for, you know, for everything. I'm just in a good mood. Good luck to the Conway 10U softball team. You are going to kick some butt. And boy, it would be fine. I mean, they've already had a great season. And it would be fine if they don't win the state champion. But it would be mind-blowing if they win back-to-back. So let's try to uh, repeat. And then maybe we can (laughs) three-peat. But you can't three-peat until you two-peat. Which I believe is just repeating. Thank you for listening. Again, show notes will be up at evilgeniuschronicles.org. Please go view. The link to the Discord will be there. I'm not going to tell you the weird code, but the link to the Discord is up there. And comment on the webpage. You can email me, dave at evilgeniuschronicles.org. You can do whatever. By the way, Nikki Woodard was the one who uh, told me that I had all kinds of crazy malware shit on my website. I've migrated servers. I'm running scans. I hope that that era is over. But... Of all the drags, man, that's just the draggiest of drags. But let us not end on a low note. Let's end on a high note, which is that I love you. Goodbye. We are not leaving on a high note because I do not get paid enough for that. Anyways, if you think I did a good job editing this, let him know so that I actually get paid. Help. Thank you for listening to this podcast.